So like everyone during COVID, I found myself spending much more time online and just like many, many other millennials with too much time on their hands, I decided to start a podcast about a TV show I love. So here it is. This is a podcast about the Hulu show Rami. Shout out to Rami for the Golden Globe win and hopefully an Emmy is, is on its way. Uh, each episode, I'm going to take a deep dive into an episode of Rami. I'll probably have some episodes about the music, which is fire. And there would, of course, be next level if I were to get interviews with anyone on the cast or crew. But even for now, I'm just going to focus on my commentary. And if you have beef about anything I've said or any other type of comments, you can just send them on to the Rami podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I actually only really started this podcast because my therapist said I need to develop social outlets online now that our IRL social lives have come crashing down. So here we go. Also, just want to say before I get started here that these Rami opinions are my own. He's a Kind of a controversial character, in my opinion, because the stuff he does is so scumbaggy, but he's a nice guy in other ways. And, well, there's this duality of man. I mean, people are complicated. What can you do? But in the pilot, uh, which is what this episode is about, just starting off, first kind of like quick indication that Rami is a scumbag is he just straight like takes someone else's shoes out of the cubby and replaces them with his, (laughs) which is just like getting us started really uh and then he goes downstairs to use the other bathroom because he doesn't want to wait in line um one thing i thought was really interesting this conversation he has with this guy in the beginning of the show and the guy said it was written for us to meet i don't know if that has like a deeper meaning in any egyptian or arab culture that's something i just missed i would love to find out about that if that's the case um love just the way that he disses him. I think like the deepest burn you could probably get is somebody religious is when, if someone tells you there's a good chance your prayers have never counted. Like that's just a really sick Muslim burn. Um, <laughs> later on when they're at the, like the Kebbik tab, I'm probably not pronouncing that properly, but how they're just like telling him he needs to find a hot Muslim girl and that the hot Muslim girls are running, like running out. Um, <laughs> And then when his friend just starts, like, dragging white girls. (laughs) It's not fair. And let me just say, there are plenty of perfectly fine white girls I'm sure that Ronnie could find and marry. It's just kind of funny the way he does it and the way he drags them is by talking about how they walk around barefoot, that they don't swim in proper attire because they skinny dip. Hilarious. And then when the wife is just like, these guys are complete dumbasses, but they are making points, which, I mean... Who, who knows, really? But um, but yeah, I, I also watch some of Rami with my mom because I am a first-generation American, just like Rami is, and my mom is an immigrant. And there were just some moments that were really like when, when Rami's mom was talking to him that were just like, just like, sounded just like my mom. But of course, I had to skip through a lot of the sex part. Um, and one of the scenes I had to skip through was when he just gets caught red-handed, like analyzing this condom and it's like why does this man not lock the door and later on in the show too like rami not locking the door when he goes to the bathroom why does he not do that i don't know but it's so critical and like anyway he doesn't do it but um just this train wreck of a conversation after he gets caught like analyzing the condom to see if there's any holes and that was just (laughs) 
a hilarious, hilarious mess. Um, mention of, another thing I noticed, mention of him buying the table, the whole table drinks when I thought he was broke, but I guess he had money when he was working at the startup before it folded, but that's something I noticed. I was like, okay. Now, this is, in my opinion, such a critical conversation because it indicates so much. And part of it is just like how much he's hiding about how faithful in a sense, or like how much faith is, is important to him, you know, like how religious he actually is. And of course he's keeping that to himself. Cause he said, you know, he's met a lot of girls had have seemed understanding about the like Muslim thing or the, just the religiosity thing. And then, come to find out they're not. And as somebody who is, I'm also a millennial who's religious and you have to be very, very careful when you're being open about your religiousness because things get really weird really fast if you're not. So Rami is a pathological liar, which is not so established in the pilot, but becomes more and more established as the show goes on. And this is kind of like, we see the beginnings of that in this conversation about like, Oh, he didn't even, she didn't even know he didn't drink. So there's that important conversation, in my opinion. <laughs> then we get to Rami's job and Rami's coworker and best friend, Steve. Steve is, what can you even really say? That is a character who, and I pause like that because every time I form an opinion, he zigs and then zags, and I don't know what to think. And I don't know if what I'm thinking is ableist or if it's ableist to not think that. If it's okay that I think Steve's an asshole because he is an asshole, but he has MS and he's in a wheelchair, so should I be more empathetic? Um, which, of course, is what they do on. But I mean, I know that Romney, like, that's what he does on purpose to just like put us in that uncomfortable spot of wanting to just like slap the shit out of a guy in a wheelchair which it was even shocking for me to say that right now. Um, but Steve gets on my nerves, but he did have some points about Rami discriminating or just like generalizing the girls in the headscarves and skipping over them on that Muslim Tinder. So that's something else. Uh, dinner scene. So many important things happen at that dinner table with Maiza and Farouk and Dina. Um, that's such a great character moments location is that dinner table. Miza would just crack me up because she's so, so, so happy that Rami wants um, her to set him up with someone. And like Dina and Farouk are like kind of hating in their own ways. And Miza just like doesn't care and steam rolls through and is so happy. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. Um, and one of my favorite things she says is there's only one God and Muhammad is his messenger. Like that's such a strong... <laughs> way to just like celebrate getting your ways that's such a strong phrase um love it love when rami is like i thought you guys could hook it up and Paduka is just repeats hook it up comedy um all these lyrics dina i'm shocked at how much she curses in front of her parents i feel like she's americanized as fuck with that like that's like very American child bad behavior that I'm, I mean, they're adults now, I guess, living in the house, but I'm just surprised that she just gets away with that so much. Um, then we get to the date. Okay, so hilarity ensues already with this chaperone who's like, you're here for her and not me, like directing him to ask newer questions only to just like answer the questions that he asks and taking back the conversation anyway. And when his, like those guys Rami knows, the Jersey guys show up. 
um, taking this opportunity to leave, which honestly, it might have ended up better for Romney if the chaperone had stayed because he kind of has that mentality anyway. But yeah, it's it's almost sad to watch that date again because it was just going so well and they were vibing, but he just has him, sorry, um, he just has her in this like pure, untouchable Muslim girl box because he thinks that's like the right way to do things and he thinks that's his way of being good, like capital G, TM good. Um, and the way he just envisions it is so upside down because like he's so slutty personally. And I say that without judgment, like sex positivity way of just like he gets around and he enjoys women. And then he like is on this date with a woman and now like he doesn't want to kiss her because he has her in this like Muslim girl box, like she mentioned, where she's just a mom and wife and she's not supposed to come, um, like she says. So really interesting to me that we start off with seeing him so sexually open and active but just like uncomfortable even if he doesn't want to be like not woke in that way uncomfortable with the sexuality of a muslim woman um fascinating and a really important way to like start off the show because that's something that they they just build on and on some level i actually think he thinks he's respecting her more by desexualizing her because he, I mean, has a sex problem, you know? It's either this thing he does with women he doesn't consider as like possible actual legitimate partners or it's something he watches in this like warped pornography way. Um, so that's, yeah, really, really interesting. Uh, something I call the Rami switcheroo where the character Rami says some stuff that's really deep and profound that I agree with. And then he'll say some like dumb ass shit behind it. Like when he goes back uh, and I love when something comes full circle and he's having a conversation at the end of the episode with the guy who like basically snapped on him for not washing in between his toes in the beginning um, where he's just like, yeah, look at my parents and they're so strong and they know God will just have their back no matter what. Like they know God is real. And I'm just like, yes, like I'm like nodding along and then he goes oh and I know God is real too because this girl texted me right after I jacked it to her picture and I was just like ah, typical typical Rami but this uh <laughs> this classic just like millennial overshare kind of like monologue he goes on um with the guy who told him to wash it in between his toes uh just hilarious and uh at some point in Rami's like diatribe the, what I call the I'm trying to be good diatribe. And I call it that because I feel like that's such an important theme that he just like sets the stage for in this pilot and really realizing how it falls apart because of all the flimsy stuff that Rami's built his definition of or his idea of what being good is on. So great pilot kicks us in with a lot of important themes and motifs and, um, yeah, loved it. Skipped through the sex scenes when I'm watching my mom, but she also uh, really liked it. So there's that. Um, yeah, like I said, any comments or any like more ideas that you guys have about this, um, you can just send me an email at theromipodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, I'd love to read your comments. I'll see you guys next time.